Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Mavericks. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com. And I am joined, as always... By my co-host, the editor of Smoky Cuban that hates fun. What you got for me, Isaac? Da 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 da. Congratulations to the new Barnes couple. Yeah. Let me. I, I just watched the Office episode the other day with uh, where Michael introduces Phyllis and Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration for the first time as a couple, Mister and Mrs. Bob Vance. And he does it twice. Like he does it. Off, he does it on cue, the off cue the first time, and then the second time he's just like Mr. and Mrs. Bob, Vance! and then the music actually goes with it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we got. We also got to talk about this. We didn't even mention that be- like pre-show before we hit record. But Harrison Barnes got married, and there was some media attention from that because almost I think every warrior except for Draymond was there from 2015-16, right? A lot of them were there. Steve Kerr was there. Bogut was there. And um, obviously Steph was there. Yeah, Steph was there. I didn't see Seth. And Kyrie was there. Yeah, so like, you know, they have their connections and their friendship and stuff. But, you know, some people are like, are they, were they that close, you know? And yeah, is that Kyrie a, what was What is that, a not, Nike thing? Kyrie, well, I mean, they, they both, you know, he went to Duke. HB went to Carolina and stuff, so... I don't know where that friendship started. There's so many of them that, you know, run these AOU circuits together and stuff. But not only was Kyrie there, you know, Steph was just there. Kyrie was a groomsman. So, you know, you kind of understood, like, John Henson. You know, John Henson was you know, on the UNC team with, with HB. And Kendall Marshall was there, but he wasn't a groomsman. But, and then, Kendall you know, Marshall. H- Kendall Marshall went full no beard or went full beard and no hair. <laughs> yeah, because he's balding really bad. I love Kendall Marshall. Kendall dude. Marshall was playing against uh, Lonzo in Summer League, and I looked at somebody who was sitting next to me, and I was like, if this Lonzo thing doesn't work out, he's looking at his NBA comp right now. And Kendall, Kendall Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> I love, man, I loved him. I still stand by. If Marshall never got hurt, they would have won the title. I kid HB about that. We've kidded about that. And he agrees with me, obviously. Of but course. A, of course he does. In a biased way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, James Michael McAdoo was a groomsman. Uh, Justin Holiday was a, was a groomsman. And I think Holiday was on that Warriors team too. Back in the, back in the day, a few years ago. Yeah. At some point he was. Yeah. McAdoo was also a UNC guy. <laughs> yep. UNC guy. And, uh, Ronnie 2K was there. We, uh, at the Smoky Cuban, uh, we, we did a piece with Ronnie 2K earlier this year he's like best friends with like Barnes or he's like really good friends at Barnes so we had con- some connections with uh with Ronnie and we did a piece with him that was a long time ago so I would tell you to look it up I guess you can google it but anyway it's kind of cool we talked to him about making you know 2k sports and stuff with 
with the Mavericks and Dirk and all that. But anyway, yeah, so not only was that, Rick Carlock got on the piano. Yeah. That was fun. Play me so a song, Mr. I kind of I, I kind of pieced together some of the notable news today in a piece, so you could see that. And um, But, yeah, I mean, the obvious, the big one, Steph, you know, Steph did the dance that LeBron <laughs> did. You know, LeBron posted that video on Instagram back in, like, June 15. Video. The workout video. Uh, the 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 video dropped I guess today or whenever last night of Steph doing the doing the same dance at the reception. Not only was he just doing it, but Kyrie was right beside him, and Kyrie was enjoying it, hyped uh, just as much as Curry was. So of course the national media took that and ran with it. That here Curry of all people is making fun of LeBron and Kyrie's all about it. So and I saw people on Twitter saying. Well, Steph Curry's not a superstar, so he can't he can't be making fun of you know an actual superstar and blah blah. blah. Okay. And, they were, and they were saying a superstar is a guy that if you drop him on any any team, he'd make you know he'd completely revolutionize and change that team. You know, I think that would I think totally think that he's well, a superstar. By the way, I don't I don't I don't like superstar talk because it's all about your definition. Of course, like I hate when people talk argue who's a superstar or not because everybody. I mean, we see Cuban has his own definition. Everybody has their own <laughs> definitions of superstars. So kind of a wrong one, but so, uh, I don't. I lean more towards with Cuban than that because see, even that, even that's subjective of it's wrong. But we don't. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, what do we? Can you say somebody's a superstar without a title? That's just opinion based. You know, like can we say Greek Freak's a superstar? No, not yet. You know, so like. Some of these guys, can we say Chris Paul's a superstar? You know, like, stuff like he's never made a Western Conference Finals. But, like, some people's like, oh, heck yeah, he's a superstar. He's a Hall of Famer. And I don't know, just the argument of superstar is subjective. But yeah. long story short, there were some Mavs players there. Dodo's there. Wes Matthews is there with his little braids and whatever. Dwight Powell has, like, this, like, mini fro going on. It's kind of funny looking. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> he, yeah. he's a cool dude. By but, the way, if you guys hear whimpering in the background, there's not like an animal stuck in my house. That, Nick has a pet squirrel. My, yeah, it's not a pet squirrel. It's not a bird. It's uh, it's my puppy. He would not stop biting me as I was trying. I was as I was setting up for this podcast, and so I put him in the uh, I put him in the pen in the kitchen. He's got food. He's got water. He's all taken care of. Everything's fine. He just freaks out when we leave the room. So <laughs> if you have no, really but- good headphones on and you can hear that, then that's what's happening. You can hear the whimpering, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was it was cool. You know, Barnes had obviously been looking for this for a while. I reached out to Barnes last week, talked to Barnes, just congratulating him, kind of whatever with that. And he stop sliding to my DMs. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we I wouldn't say we have like a personal personal relationship, but we exchanged some messages back and forth. And. Nick makes fun of my fun of my connections with right. players, but I actually do have players' numbers in my phone. But it's not it's not me like tweeting at them. Hey guys, y'all want to talk? <laughs> and it's not that. But uh, I just make but fun. No, of, I just make fun of the name dropping. But I wish I I wish I had the connections. <sighs> no, it's it's not. I like uh, you know how much I value relationships. That's the hardest part, you know, we, getting just completely vulnerable. That's the hardest part about being like a, in a sports industry is relationships mean a lot to me just in real life and just friendships and stuff. And it's hard to build relationships with people in a sports world because everybody thinks you're trying to use them as a source or like you get this media label and media tab. And it's like, no, bro, like I'm a real guy. And 
So once you kind of break through that, then they kind of like know who you are. And it's just really hard to break through that, you know, because anybody you talk to, it's like they almost have this like cloud of, okay, well, you're media. No matter how cool you might be, you're still media. And it's like, ah, you know, like, yeah. So it's, it's a weird world, you know, it's, it's a different type of world. Yeah. This year at Sports Business Classroom, David Aldridge talked to everybody about, uh, like, curating sources and things like that and he said it's a weird relationship because it's give and take in the sense that you both have to give something to each other and so like sort of my question was well what do i do if i you know i can't really give him anything and it's like well you you know you're giving your relationship you're giving you know your time you're giving coverage of certain things you're, you can put them in a different light and that there's always sort of this weird thing where you know you're covering a, a a player or a team and if you want something from him sometimes you got to write in the you know in a way that's like positive in a way so he's it's just that weird back and forth but you also still want to maintain what you actually think and what you actually believe in your writing and so he he said it's just this weird give and take relationship between a reporter and you know the subject yeah and it's like so with like quincy ac like i befriended quincy when he was in training camp and we got to know each other off the bat did like a one-on-one with him. We talked about life, family, his, you know, his kid, and you know, he's a believer too. So we kind of engaged in that conversation. And then as the year went along, we'd, you know, we'd talk, we'd message back and forth, and we'd see each other, you know, blah blah blah. And then when it came, like, it's not that you build those relationships for the moment to like report news, but when it came time for him, when he got cut, and when he was about to sign with with the Nets. There were some rumors saying, okay, he's thinking about the Nets. You know, I just te- I just wrote him and I said, hey, are, are you about to go to the Nets? Like, are you about to sign with the Nets? This is after, you know, Dallas waived him or I forgot how, how the either he was a free agent and signed or they claimed him off waivers, whatever it is. Yeah, well, either of them. Yeah, and he, you know, he wrote and said, yeah, I'm about to, it's going to be finalized tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I got to report that. But that was based off of you don't build the relationships for those moments, but we had built that relationship to, relationship to where that moment came where i'm like i'm just i can just go straight you know straight to him and ask him is this true and that's it and so it's a world weird there's pros and cons there's pros and cons with anything and there's pros and cons of the media world too obviously for sure and this is completely not what we were going to talk about today but that's what always that's what always seems to happen (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about your your thing today man you got yeah so i went to the big three in dallas today and this is what we're going to talk about uh it's fascinating because a lot of you are going to be listening to this and the big three is not even available to you yet because because it's not until 7 p.m or 8 p.m on uh, central time on on fs1 uh on mondays so it's weird the tape delay is interesting they said you're not allowed to like in my media packet they said you're not allowed to take pictures of in-game activity or or in the arena, or take video, and I was, and I just thought, first of all, how can you regulate that? That makes absolutely no sense to me. What you're just gonna have people like everywhere, and all your ushers are just gonna be telling us to stop taking video, and then of course you can't tell fans to not take pictures and video. It just doesn't make any sense. Like I, that didn't make any sense to me. So I mean, I did. <laughs> like, yeah, t- took video stuff, took pictures of stuff around that I found, but the big three was was fascinating to me. Because it's such a big undertaking. You're trying to start this. You're, you're starting both a sports league and a circus at the same time, right? Because a sports league, you just take it and each 
team is located in different cities and you're starting up all those little franchises, right? But the circus, you have this huge you have this huge thing, three rings, all these all these events, all this stuff, and you travel with it and you go to different places. So they're starting this they're starting like a tour, a circus, and a and a sports league all at the same time because they go to all these different cities and all the players go with them. All the players, all the coaches, all the staff, all everything travels, you know, to each place. The big news coming out of Dallas today from Big Three. The answer turned out to be a question. Where is AI? Yeah, I'd, be, I'd been so pissed if I went to that thing and he wasn't there. Because, I mean, he would be the main person I would want to see. And there were so many Allen Iverson jerseys. It was it was the most frequent jersey that I saw. From I mean, he's the main Philadelphia, the Denver, posters. you know, all of them. Yeah, and he is the, the, the most famous person... Not probably he's not more famous than Ice Cube, right? He might be. What? Well, I mean, that's gonna play. I mean, what's Ice Cube? At? What do you do? Grab a mic and say something, probably. Not while I was in the gym, which was. Did he even do time. that? So like. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, so I mean, he had an animated Ice Cube explaining the rules at the very beginning, which I thought was really good. Like I thought that was a really good thing because the rules are weird. If you don't know what the rules of the big three are, it's half court. So it's this is, big three is the three-on-three league that Ice Cube started. You've definitely seen it on Twitter at some point. But Ice Cube started it, and so the rules are fascinating because it's half court. You play to 50, which at the beginning of the season, it was play to 60. And uh, win by two, and halftime is 25 points. Whoever hits 25 points first, then you go to halftime. And so there's it's not timed except for a shot clock, and it's a 14-second shot clock. So you have to you have to you know get it fast, trying to speed up the pace and everything, and uh, you got to take it back. But if they miss the rim on their shot and the, the ball changes possessions and it doesn't hit the rim, then you can lay it in. So there's a couple times where their transition baskets are literally like they miss like the other team misses, and somebody picks up a rebound, and puts it back in, and I was like, oh yeah, that's like a transition basket right there that just happened, even though that player didn't even move, like didn't even shuffle yeah. their feet or anything. So. Uh, then also their technical foul penalties are really strict. If you get a technical foul, the other team gets one free throw, which is worth two points, and then they get the ball. And I thought, Dang. wouldn't this wouldn't this league want technicals? A league with, you know, Deshaun and Stephen Jackson and, and Charles Oakley, Gary Payton as a coach, and you know all these guys, wouldn't they want technicals because it, you know heats up competition, heats up the game more, but the penalties are super harsh um, for technicals. Then everything, then there's a four point shot. There's a four point shot. So there's three different circles, one at the very top of the key. They're all at about 30 feet, one at the top of the key, one on the left wing, one on the right wing. And so you can hit those. And a bunch of people hit four point shots today. Deshaun Stevenson hit one, which if you watch it, you'll see, but he hit one uh, to put them within one, like really late in the game. And it brought them, Brought them back. It's a, it's a game changer, really. That four point shot, and I just I just hope that at some point we get to see Steph Curry play with a four point shot. Just <laughs> just would love to see that. So that's how the game works. And then they have what do they have? They had four games. They had two teams. So they had they have eight teams, and um, so they, they each play each other. And I don't know. It was it was. It went, it was pretty, like, it, at some points it drags because eventually it just becomes three on three. And 
like there's not that many interesting things that can happen in three on three. And then it's all these older guys that, you know, don't really dunk that much anymore, except for Mo Evans. You remember Mo Evans? Yeah. Is he bald? No. But yeah. Yeah, he? well, yeah. He's bald with a beard now. Yeah. He, he went full Kendall Marshall. And uh, <laughs> he posterized Josh Childress. You remember Josh Childress? Yeah. He's a fourth overall pick and thinking like 2004 or something, five maybe. But uh, yeah, he posterized him in the first game. It was it was crazy. But that was the only dunk that happened all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why. Like you said, no fun at the beginning. Yeah, I was making fun of Isaac because he he didn't want to go. He didn't even apply for press credentials. He just didn't even <laughs> care. Didn't didn't have any interest in going to this game or going to this event at all. Which I don't, I'm not super into it. Like I didn't watch a bunch of it, but I was interested just to see what it was like. And Isaac was. It's like an old man, old man version of Lamelo versus Zion. Oh, you like, take that back. It's like bad, <laughs> bad basketball, but it's not bad basketball like that, though. No, it's not bad like that. But at least Zion can dunk after the buzzer. You know these guys. I don't. There's just, there's just a there's just the thing with with basketball to where you want to, for it to be entertaining. You just need the the fast pace. You need the I mean, there's a reason why there's a lot of fans that are on Twitter or whatever that say, you know, look at these, you know, clips back in the 50s and they're like, oh man, this is so boring. How could people watch this? Speaking of which, have you ever seen that video of Bill Russell leap, like jumping over a dude? Yeah. There's, if you guys haven't seen this, go to YouTube and search Bill Russell jumps over a guy. (laughs) Bill Russell is taking the ball out for a fast break. He's going coast to coast and he literally hurdles a guy and then puts it in for a layup <laughs> yeah i just wasn't i, I don't know the, i was super hyped like here's my emotions i was super hyped when the idea came out i was like man i had to spit out some ice <laughs> had some ice in my mouth and um uh, <laughs> i got like super hyped so professional when, here on the, on the when this I, <laughs> when this idea <laughs> came out and i was like man this is gonna be like super cool like, getting some of these older players but i never really like thought it through that much and then, like, the first time they played their game and it, like, aired, I literally watched, like, 10 minutes of it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is horrific. Like, there's no way I could watch this. And so then I just, like, turned it off. And I've literally never taped it. I never – I didn't finish that. And I never watched it again. So – and then, like, when AI didn't play in it today, I was like, man, that's, like, super bummer. But I think the only way I would have went – if I could have been guaranteed a set down one on one, just me and Deshaun, then I would I would probably I would have sat through all day of bad basketball and just like kind of looking at the 2011 championship banner up top for like two hours or multiple hours just to talk to Deshaun like one on one and talk to him about how does this dirt test? We have we have a way to get to Deshaun Stevenson, and we'll I'll talk to you about that later, Isaac, but. So, <laughs> so there's a possibility of him coming on this podcast at some point, but don't Nick, don't be name dropping. <laughs> don't be talking about your relationships on here. What you doing? We are no one. We are nobody. Okay. So, but it's fat. Oh, wait, wait, we could be like another media guy and be like Mavericks brass tells me last <laughs> week that I, I reported this story for, for two months. I mean, I reported the same story. Now ESPN's running it, you know, that like same reporter also reported that the lockdown Mavs podcast was going to get <laughs> Deshaun Stevenson on the podcast two weeks ago. So 
just kidding. We're missing. Okay. So other things that are big three. Yeah. The, so the pace is interesting. The taking it back, I think, is just is, is weird. Three on three is good to play, but to watch is just, I don't know. The four-point shot is awesome. Love the four-point shot. It's fun for like, like, so I've played in a couple of three on three tournaments and it's really fun, like strategy wise, because like yeah. you, you don't want to just get your, your homies. Like you, I, like I wouldn't just call up my best friends. No, I'm like calling up. All right. I need a big guy. I need, you know, this and that. And you're not all like the, the chance of you being just best friends is not going to work out. You just got to get strategy wise. And it's like fun for, I don't know, like a small town tournament or something for a $300 prize or something. But I don't know, just on a, a large scale like this that I'm going to pay to go watch. Not only people paid to go watch. So how they set it up in American Airlines, and I posted a couple of pictures, is normally the normally how the baskets are, are put. Like they're, you know, think about that when you first walk into the, the front entrance. And uh, what is that? That's the south entrance, right? Like that the Victory Plaza south entrance. Okay. And uh, so you walk in that way, you walk straight into the room, and then the, the goalposts are on right and left, right? So you're thinking about it that way, and you're thinking about looking at the center court. You look down at center court, and you see the logo. So that then this time they had the basket on that side. So you walk in the south entrance, coming off of you know coming off of uh, Victory Plaza, you walk straight in, and the basket is pointing the other way. So the basket's pretty much at the scores table. Yeah, right at like right at the scores pointing across pointing across the court to the front row to where like yeah, so if they, Mavericks they have a guest like Zeke or somebody, they always put them in that chair across yeah. the court. Yep. So they they. They turn the baskets around. They have this big three court that they bring everywhere. They have uh, the spaces on either side of, the, of where the court should be. So you, since they turned it and it's only a half court, there's all this space on the right and the left. They filled it with chairs. And so there's just all these chairs. It's like concert style almost. They put all these chairs down. So there's a lot more. And then on the uh, right under the, the score, the, right under the scoreboards that are on the walls, way up top in e- on either side, they put the like the huge curtains down, and so they blocked off all that stuff. Like the three hundred level was open, like where the press row is. Yeah, up at the top. Now, if you guys haven't been to American Airlines Center, I'm like just explaining yeah. where everything is. They're but, like, what the crap? So talking yeah, about? They, they had that all, all kind of you know blocked off, and so it wasn't com- it wasn't completely full because they had those sections blocked off because you wouldn't be able to see anything from all the way up there. Gosh, I feel so bad for those people that <laughs> bought those tickets up there, uh, but. So it was pretty full, though. It, it got really full, and I tweeted out my uh, it, my AAC jersey watch, which had, was eclectic. I mean, let me just go through some of these because this is just like a basketball fan's paradise is what <laughs> what happened. So here's some of the weird jerseys that I, that I found. You ready for this? I'm ready. Bill Murray, number 22, Toon Squad. Yes, the, yes. And, and the rules for the AAC jersey watch, and I try to tweet it out before every single Mavs game or any basketball event that I go to, is it has to be a real jersey, can't be a jersey, can't be like a, a jersey shirt. Jersey. On the Big 3 website, it says jersey, and you can click it, and then they have jerseys of all these guys. By the way, they sell Big 3 merchandise, and th- it was selling. It was selling really well. There was long lines for the merchandise. Wow. All these jerseys and hats and shirts that say drain the four and everything. So AAZ jersey watch has to be a real jersey, no jerseys, and a the player cannot be playing in the event. So, you know, if I'm not I'm not talking to any Mavericks jerseys, like any Dirk jerseys when the Mavericks are playing. This time I'm not doing any Allen Iverson, anything like that. And the more random the better. So these are the jerseys that I came across. 
Bill Murray, number 22, Toon Squad from Space Jam. <laughs> Some guy had that jersey. Ricky Baker, number 42, from Boys in the Hood. It just said it just said Ricky on the back of it. What the heck? Boys in the Hood, I think, was a movie that Ice Cube was in. Uh, number th- I saw this from all the way across the arena. I knew exactly what it was. Number 33, Jackie Moon from Semi-Pro. Oh my god. That Will Ferrell Will, Will Ferrell. <laughs> then this is the craziest one. This shows you not, this just shows you the people that, that, <laughs> that go to this thing. <laughs> this is the craziest one, okay? Carlton Banks number 25 Bel Air from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. What the heck? And is it, and is it jersey? There was two different Will Smith number 14 Bel Air jerseys from Fresh Prince of Bel Air and none of these guys came with each other. They were all separate. They didn't sit together. I never what saw them together, earth? but I saw three of these guys <laughs> different places. What are the chances, man? Huh. Oh my gosh. So just weird jerseys. Then of course you have all the normals like, you know, Bryce Harper was weird, Tony Romo, Prescott, Dez, Adrian Beltre, of course. Shout out to Mr. 3000 Adrian Beltre. Yes, sir. Then, uh, okay, I saw a number 10 Arizona. Do you know who number 10 for Arizona was? Mike Bibby. Lori Markkinen. <laughs> oh, crap. Dang. <laughs> Mike Bibby may have been, but that was the most recent one. And it was a pretty new-looking jersey. Okay, then I saw uh, James Harden, Arizona State. <laughs> That's a cool jersey. LeBron James, St. Vincent, St. Mary's. Then I saw a mellow Syracuse and a mellow Oak, Oak Hill. High school. I feel like this is just the event that people say, "Hey, man, I got this random jersey. Yeah, it would be st- stupid. It would be super stupid to wear it to a Mavs game. But you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna wear it to this thing." And then I saw Paul George OKC jersey, a jersey really already. Already, I saw, a, I saw a kid on a bike the other day here in Dallas. He's ro- he's rolling through Highland Park, so uh i can't say it. we might have some highland park listeners he might but, have been just traveling through you don't know traveling through yes uh, on his way to the bakery and he had <laughs> he had to him. collect to collect their rent money because <laughs> he owns the building <laughs> uh yeah welcome to the George. off season boys and girls it's yeah. august we made We're it to august bakeries and why did i say girls there's no girls to listen to this podcast if you're a girl no listens, yeah if we you, need a shout out if you're a girl that listens to this podcast tweet us please because our numbers say legitimately it's 99.9 percent male besides my wife my wife listens to this podcast she's, so every once in a while if i say something about her she'll like text me and she's like why'd you say that i'm like <laughs> i don't know i didn't know you're listed Not she's bad. the point one percent she is the point one percent. So, yeah, those are the random jerseys that I saw. Oh, and you saw a kid riding. Oh, he just had, he had a jersey, and it said thirteen. I was like, oh man, wonder if that's James Harden. I was like, that's old school, but it was like really nice though. So then when I went past him, he like kind of turned in front of me and said George, and I was like, what? Clever, clever. Yeah, so, yeah. So this guy had a Paul George OKC jersey, straight up jersey. Then there's a bunch of other ones. I tweeted him out, but. Yeah, that that was the jersey watch. So it's just a it's just a bunch of you know NBA fans going through. Uh, yeah, and then I talked to or we talked to in the media scrum. We talked to Deshaun Stevenson, even though they lost, which we weren't supposed to be able to. Oh, let's talk about this as well. Uh oh. We also talked to um, Stephen Jackson. Do you remember the piece I did for Dallas Dallas Sports Fanatics about Stephen Jackson? And his comments about Dirk when he was on the jump. 
Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't he on ESPN and he said something about Dirk? He said, he's talking, about, he's talking about Dirk and saying you can smell the, smell the blood, blah, blah, blah. For example, Dirk's one of the best players any, ever, but game one in that 2007 first round series, we knew we had him. And so he goes back and forth. And then at the end, he says, and if you want your heart back and your game back, Dirk, I can give it back to you because I still got it in my pocket. Which was you still just. still got in your pocket. It was just. Because well, you, you definitely don't got money in your pocket. Which was just ridiculous. So, Steven Jackson, who used to play for the Warriors, obviously. He's played for the Spurs, won a championship with him. Uh, Steven Jackson, who was on that 2017 with Baron Davis and, and those guys. 2007. Up, what did I say? 17. <laughs> Ten years, like, ten years what? ago, uh, that beat the that beat the Mavericks in the, uh, the the playoffs in the first round. So I asked him about it. I said, oh, crap. "So a couple weeks ago, you were on the jump and you talked about um, you know Dirk, and you said that if Dirk wants his heart and his game back, he can call you." Did Dirk ever call you? And he said, "Nah. Other players may have given his game back, but I still got it in my pocket. He ain't call me though." There's a lot of things I want to say about that guy. We can go ahead. Like what? Who are you, man? Like what? What? The last time you tried to get in the league, you were like begging on hands and knees to Steve Kerr and them saying, "Oh man, please let me come to camp at Golden State." Man, like what? He was wanting a camp invite so bad a few years ago to to guess, come to Golden State. Guess what? What? This is what I said in the piece several times when asked about anything. Jackson claimed he was quote working to get back into the NBA. I've been working out. They'll tell you. And he pointed to Charles Oakley on his right, and he pointed to uh, Chauncey Billups on his left. They can tell you. I didn't work out when I was in the NBA. I'm working out as hard as I've ever been. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. Oh, congrats. I mean, you might be better now than you were in the league because what were you in the league, man? Like, hopefully, let's all hope that this could happen. Let's hope that he somebody will give him a chance just so he could be on the same, have the chance to be on the same court again as Dirk. To when Dirk can wobble out there with crutches or a wheelchair or whatever and still put up 20 on his face. Can't stand that guy, man. Completely. He's he's all smoke, no fire. Uh, so he said that about Dirk. He, he, did, he doubled down basically on the comments that he said. And uh, yeah, I'm not not really a fan of that because you're talking about a legend there. You're talking about a guy that you know has scored three times as many points as you've ever scored. <laughs> the fact that you still think you got his game in your pocket, whatever kind of pocket you want to say, um, but and he won a title. You know, obviously Dirk won a title after his yes yeah, game since, went into since his the pocket. You've, you since know? you've beat him, he won a title and all that. He acts and, like he's like a he's like the monsters or something. He's like took his talents or something like. He said, he also said other players might have given his game back. So it makes it like a. Have you ever heard of the Bill Simmons championship belt thing? Yeah. Or the Reddit championship belt. The idea of this the championship belt is so the Warriors won last year, right? They won the championship, so they have the belt, and then. Whoever beats them next in the regular season, they get the belt. And then it gets passed along. Reddit does this. I, I think they – I don't think they did it last year, but they used to do it where they just – they keep track of who has the championship belt. And so it just, like, moves all around the NBA, whoever beats the team that last had it. And the championship belt in, in anything, like when Bill Simmons talks about it, it's like who was the best at this thing at a certain time. So the weird thing about that Steven Jackson comment is other players might have given his game back. So it's like anytime Dirk gets beaten <laughs> – Somebody takes the belt from him, and he has to get it back by beating that person. Like I just like it's just such a weird, like 
shouldn't shouldn't his accomplishments and his records and everything that he's done and the legend that he's created and the fact that he's going into the Hall of Fame and you are not doesn't that give him the championship belt over you? Yeah, bro. Derek's gonna be in a freaking Hall of Fame, man. You're on the jump. You're in you're in the big three. He's Tell tr- me about that big three Hall of Fame. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna uh, hear from Deshaun Stevenson. We're gonna play the audio from the the the, uh, the media scrum when I asked him a couple questions. He said about Dirk going into the big three. He's like, he's a legend. He doesn't need to come out to the big three. <laughs> Steven Jackson yeah. needs the big three. That's the big difference between these two guys. The chances that that's why I just like completely laughed whenever Ice Cube was asked or something about Dirk. I'm like, do y'all honestly think Dirk's gonna come out to this thing? Like he'll come Dirk and watch. Won. He'll come and watch once. Oh yeah, he could watch. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like playing it. You know, like that was that was the article that came out what last week or something, and saying, oh, they're gonna ask Dirk to play. It's like, man, Dirk's gonna be Dirk's gonna be in Germany or some island so fast after he retires, and then he's gonna come yeah. back and have some type of advising role. You know, something like what Finley does, probably in a lesser role for the Mavericks, but he ain't gonna waste his time of traveling like he's going to travel around and put on a big three jersey and get out there yeah i'm I'm okay with ice cube making the ask though you have to at least make the ask and you never know where it'll crap go. i'm gonna let's just ask mj then sure why not what if, <laughs> go, michael, what if michael jordan's in the big three what if what if they got mj and kobe to play against each other kobe would kill him <laughs> kobe would, i don't know i saw malik kobe monk destroy him. i saw malik monk the other day say that uh, MJ's old and he would kill him in one on one and I'm like Monk I kind of liked you but I've heard like I've seriously read some stories though over the past I mean even recently over the past like two to four years saying that like MJ still shows up to practice and just like lights him up like, oh I'm, puts I'm him, sure he puts does him on but, notice. but Kobe's still you know like in game shape <laughs> Kobe's still shooting like 80 times a game and making him 50% that's 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 80 points a game guys don't say anything negative about a Laker <laughs> Don't say anything negative about my puppy. <laughs> All right. Wait, there was something the other day. We were on we were on Skype after we were recording, and your wife came in the room, and we were talking about Lakers or something, and she like admittedly brought like voluntarily brought up D'Angelo Russell <laughs> as like something like your favorite player or something. It was like, oh, what is it, D'Angelo Russell? I'm like, how in the heck does she know who D'Angelo Russell is? <laughs> what a random NBA player to know his name. Like she doesn't know who Kawhi Leonard is, but she knows who D'Angelo Russell is. <laughs> yeah, that was random. Oh, so man. all right, let's hear from let's go ahead and hear from Deshaun Stevenson. This is the media scrum. Hopefully you guys can hear what's going on. There's a couple people asking questions. Um some dumb, some of them really good like mine. Um so here we go. Let's hear from, <laughs> let's hear from Desha- let's hear from Deshaun Stevenson. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 Has the big three everything been you expected to show? Yeah, it's been a blessing, you know, going out here and playing with your peers, being around like Hall of, Hall of Famers. Um, it's just been awesome, especially, uh, you know, we've um, been on the road, you know, so it's, it's, it's been a good experience. Deshaun, uh, CBS 19, uh, Tyler. You know, just talk about this journey so far. I mean, we're on the latter half of this. I mean, you sad to see it come to a close? Yeah. Um, 
You know, everything's good. Being in here is just an opportunity to be in here uh, playing basketball again. You know, obviously, uh, played 13 seasons. You know, still want to play a little bit more, but being back in this arena where, you know, I won the NBA championship is just awesome. Uh, just very, very grateful for Ice Cube putting this on so, you know, other guys can come back and still play. You know, and uh, a lot of us still have game, and yeah, it's just, it's just a fun experience. Talk just a little bit about that homecoming. I mean, you won a championship here in 2011. The crowd just embraced you. I mean, talk just a little bit about that. I mean, always coming here, you know, if I have a connection anything, you know, it's uh, Dallas, Texas uh, fans and people are just always treat me with uh, respect and uh, honor. And just seeing Jason Terry here, you know, I see some of the trainers. It's just, it just feels good to be back. I call it home and be around people that, you know, we uh, share something really special with. Have other players reached out to you about the big three? Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people didn't think it was this serious. So, you know, the guys that took a chance on it, you know, um, as you see, it's a packed arena, packed house, and been like that in every city. Uh, you see some guys that can still play. You see some guys that's coming out watching, like Marquise Daniels was here today. So you're going to see a lot of guys that are retired that are going to try to come out and play in this, this big three. Okay. King, have you been able to improve on your game in any ways that you maybe didn't expect? Because big three is definitely different. Oh, yeah, especially at one on one. You know, obviously, today was my night, but obviously, the other games I've been playing well. Just, you know, going back to, uh, you know, playing outside in the front yard, in the backyard with your friends, three on three. So, the only difference is you're playing against NBA players. So, um, you know, it's just fun. You see out there with trash talking, it's a good environment. Um, Kids are coming out, so I think I should really, really have something special with this. Any gangsta at SB Nation, uh, there's been speculation that Dirk has been, he's been asked to join Big Three. Yeah. How do you think he would do? Uh, obviously, anything that Dirk uh, does is going to be awesome. Uh, but, you know, he's a legend. You know, people that are legends like that, I don't think they even come out to the Big Three, you know, even though we would like him here. But, you know, Dirk is, you know, Dirk is Dirk. So I would like him to you know, go off in the sunset riding a horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Deshaun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I assume you've been watching Summer League. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about Jonathan Motley and Dennis Smith. I mean, they've been tearing it up. I mean, kid from Baylor, I mean, kid from NC State. Uh, yeah. What's your thoughts on that since you're a fan? I got some really good picks. I've really been like Dennis Smith. really like this game watching him. I was trying to get to the Summer League games because the big thing was going on, but, uh, you know, obviously, I'm always a Dallas Mavericks fan at heart. Um, you know, I feel like uh, sooner or later they'll get back to a point where, you know, playoffs and championship. But uh, I really, really like the picks that they have right now. I feel like they got something special. You still think you can play in the league? Oh, obviously, I can play in the league, yeah. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> You mentioned uh, Dallas being a homecoming at special band interaction. Yeah. Outside of Dallas, the other stops, what has that interaction been like with the fans? It's been awesome everywhere, you know, I go. Um, but, you know, it's different when you come home. It's different when you come to a, a city where it's nothing but love and want a championship, walk around, people know you. It's just something special. It's just something special, so it's different. But every city we have went to has been a packed arena. Fans have been going crazy. Um, it's just been a special moment, a great turnout for the big three, and I feel like it's going to be something special. But it already is, but it's going to go, you know, further. If you had to say something to some of you guys are coming in this league, and, and, and especially like in the NBA and everything like that, I mean, what, what would you say to them to, since you're, you know, a little bit? Just stay focused, you know, uh, stay focused and watch the older guys. You know, when I was here, I watched Jason Kidd, you know, Dirk, Jason Terry. you got to take certain things from players. Um, but Carlisle is a hell of a coach. you got Mark Cuban that does everything possible off the court for you guys to be focused. Um, 
this was like the best team I ever played for on and off the court as a family. So whoever comes here and, you know, just, just watch the things that they do here because, you know, uh, they do something special here at the Dallas Mavericks. Beat Mike Baby on a four-point contest? For sure. It's a couple of interesting things that he said there. First of all, I really like that he said, I call it home. Home is always the door is always open for you, Deshaun. Deshaun, man, this is always home. You can show up anytime. We love Deshaun. So the game started. The game's tipped off at two o'clock, and Deshaun Stevenson played in the the final game of the day. So there's four games he played in the final. Deshaun one. showed up at two thirty. No, Deshaun Deshaun showed up uh, at one thirty to sign autographs. And the line I posted a video of half of the line. It was I want to say two hundred people deep. Wow! To sign autographs for Deshaun Stevenson. I mean, that is what that is literally what a title can do for a person. Yeah. Yeah, a title could do for a person with a big personality. Yeah, like we're like we're looking at like Nick Young next year. <laughs> like Nick oh. Young being able to like coin phrases and do something crazy in the finals, and he has a title, and he's just like crazy personality, you know? Because the stage and the Super Bowl does this to players too. The stage that you're put on is just so much bigger and so much more scrutinized, and so much. Like there's just so much attention to it that you can become a star and you can become a guy. Like like who would know who Delavadova was if he wasn't on the Cavs in those finals runs? You know, like who would know who that guy is or or Glenn Big or Glenn Big Baby Davis? Remember when when oh, remember gosh. that meme that came out of of Big Baby and Nate Robinson and it was Shrek and Donkey? <laughs> Do you remember that in the finals? I think it was 2008 or nine, uh, or no, that would have been eight or ten. And uh, but yeah, who would know who Glenn Big Baby Davis was or still remember without the finals? So it's just it's a testament to what the finals can do for a player. And Deshaun Stevenson, you know, loves Dallas, calls it home, and said he'll always be a Mav at heart. And uh, he'll say he'll always be a Mavs fan at heart. And he really likes the uh, really likes the picks that they made. What do you picks. think? What do you think about the picks that they made? What the Mavericks made? Well, he said picks, and I started laughing. I'm like, well, Motley wasn't a pick, but I give him props because. Motley was basically a pick. I mean, he wasn't a pick at all, but projected first rounder, we got him undrafted. So if you want to call him part of that, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, people, somebody asked him a question about it and he said he was what excited for the, for the prospects and they look good or something. So yeah, the guy that asked him was from CBS in Tyler, Texas, which that's a, that's a trek to make all the way out for the big three. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I a- live about, it's like two hours away. Single digit miles. <laughs> and you didn't want to do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. But yeah, he lumped Dennis Smith Jr. and Motley together in his question. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> same player, you know, same upside. <laughs> same upside. Same potential. Uh, then he said it's different when you come home. I thought that was cool. Um, just, you know, it's a different atmosphere and you come home and call in Dallas home. And then I asked him about Dirk Nowitzki playing in the, you know, the big three. He said he's a legend, doesn't need to come out to the big three. I'd like to see him ride off into the sunset on a horse, which made me think, could <laughs> Dirk ride a horse and what would that look like? How big would that horse have to be? He, he can ride a bike. Uh, I would like to see him riding a horse. That <laughs> <laughs> should be kind of funny. Let's talk. Let's do a whole pod about what type of transportation we would like Dirk to use. To use a, re- at some point. a bike, a horse. <laughs> we have a retirement, 
a retirement parade for Dirk where he rides to the he city rides a on, horse. On, a, on a horse. He just rides one of the Budweiser horses down. down, down. How on a, on a realistic note, what type of crowd would would Dirk get if they threw a retirement parade for him? Oh, it would be huge, right? Would that not break the internet, though? As a far retirement as retirement parade, Dirk would hate it. He would hate it. But if they threw a retirement parade and they convinced him to get up on a float or something to come through to where fans could come out and say thank you, have posters, have all this stuff, and he's just waving and doing whatever. I mean, we're talking thousands. I mean, I think it would. Then they so what they do is they they bring him down and then they they, they ended at Victory Plaza and they unveiled the Exactly, statue. man. They unveiled the statue at the end. We just planned it all. That's Marky it. Marky Mark. Bud Let's Light, do it. Bud Light, Bud Light can can uh, can sponsor it. They'll just be Bud Light everywhere. <laughs> City would just be in chaos. They'll have Dirk Burgers and Dirk Wursts. They'll just have stands <laughs> everywhere. I'm in food trucks with Dirk Burgers and Dirk Wursts, and maybe we can uh, pitch that to Cuban when. Well, when we see him, about, when we're about to see him, like every day for the next. <laughs> yeah, when we see him at training camp. <laughs> yeah. So we will definitely pitch that. Actually, that I'm going to ask him that question, and I know you probably will want to too. But no, you got it. Okay, because that's a dumb <laughs> question that I would ask. <laughs> the last uh, last dumb question I asked him was about uh, scale of one to ten. What number would you What number would you give it that Nerlens <laughs> is going to be back? And he literally looks at me and says, "I can't answer that. I'll get fined. Would you like to pay my fine?" And starts laughing, and I'm like, "Oh crap, no." <laughs> The last dumb question I asked him was if he ever had been asked to host SNL, and he said no. <laughs> Which So that turned out to not be a dumb question because of the answer. Isn't that funny that sometimes you ask a question, it's dumb because of the, the answer, or it's not dumb because of the answer? Yeah. Cuban's um, never hosted SNL. Cuban's great, though. Definitely. Also, Steve, Deshaun Stevens said, said he can obviously play in the league still. I don't know about that. <laughs> This is also the same group of guys that said, "Oh yeah, yeah, what our all stars would beat NBA." And what was that? Wasn't it just the NBA? They would beat the oh. NBA, the whole NBA, the whole NBA. No, like they they posted that like uh, Michael Rapport posted that video to where he's, he like went around talking to a bunch of the big three, and they were like, "Hey, if if no, 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 it wasn't the NBA? Oh my gosh, what was it? Summer League? That's what it was." And he said, "If we take the Summer League All Stars and play them against oh, you, it was who on would ben win?" And skin. Yeah, and they say who would win, and a bunch of them were saying, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, we'd beat them in a heartbeat. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. I think the summer league guys. <laughs> Did Michael Rappaport watched zero minutes of summer league. I can just tell from that answer that he didn't watch anything because he called it like all this terrible basketball and stuff. I was like, summer league was actually really entertaining and good this year. Yeah, it it wasn't. No, it wasn't that bad. So also liked I, I liked his thing on Saturday night. Where he talked to Oakley. Yeah. And Oakley Oakley made the comment of some guys in this league should be wearing dresses. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. That made it in my Sign me up, Oakley. <laughs> uh, Oakley's title says player coach in the big three. And so in the press conference, I looked at him. I said, your title says player coach. When are we going to see the player part of that? And he goes, you know. It's always good to have a slash next to your name. <laughs> I thought that was a great answer. I love Oak, dude. Like <laughs> I wish, I wish we could get somebody like him. That's why I like the Gallinari thing, man. Yeah, you want to go? You want to talk about that? 
Well, like, here's my thing. So if you there's haven't a, seen the Gallinari thing yet, Gallinari gets in a fight and he punches a dude. <laughs> and like Euro basket. Euro so basket. like legit punches dude, breaks his thumb. So all these people are on Twitter saying, oh my gosh, look how stupid he is. He punched this guy, broke his thumb, all this stuff. I'm like, bull crap, man. He's already t- the toughest clipper. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's, at least he's throwing a punch. Like we, like that's just, that's the bull crap I miss, man. Like I miss, like this is what I, like in the, I started watching basketball like hardcore in the 90s. And, but like my dad was this diehard NBA guy to where he would show me all these old clips and we'd have all these VHSs of like the best fights and everything. I'm like, that's what we miss in the game. And like Gallo punches somebody. I'm like, man, that's the bull crap. Like, can you imagine? Like, that's the, it's just so soft sometimes. It just makes me, it literally makes me so mad just the flopping and just how you go in the lane and just a barely of a hard foul and people are just throwing a fit and, it's just stupid, man. The you know, Clippers. I mean, you know, the you know, LeBron. Gallinari's tougher than Patrick Beverly. At least, he, I mean, he's punched somebody on the court. So, <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Beverly, me. Patrick Beverly broke Russell Westbrook. That, <laughs> that's yeah, that's, but that was not forget that. Show show me a clip of Beverly actually clocking somebody in the jaw yeah, on the no, court. No, that hasn't happened. That's why I'm like Gallo. You earned a new fan, man, Keep because going, man. so many so many of these guys in the league, they they all talk, they get up, they'll you know, they'll get up and go after their boy and they'll be like, Man, hold me back, hold me back, man. Like they act like they're tough stuff. And I love when the guys like try to like if it ever gets that far, I love when the guys like try to throw like an elbow. You know, they'll actually swing their arm, but then they'll like pull their fist in, like <laughs> try to sw- swing with their elbow. I'm like, it's the, well, if you don't swing, just swing. Like it's the Jalen Rose thing. Jalen Rose, hold me back, hold me back. That's oh all gosh. the that's all NBA fights are now. Is just you you try to act tough and then you want your your, your bros to hold you back and yep. make it look like you're tough. And it's you, so funny. You mentioned 1053 the fan, and let's end on this because we you don't have anything else. Did I? You don't have anything else mention? to talk about. But you mentioned 1053 the fan, and uh, we've talked about a couple times in this podcast how. There, I have been attending these fan phenom events, and I'm sure some of you guys listening have also attended them as well. Um, and so the fan phenom was this whole was basically American Idol for sports sports radio hosts. <laughs> so you go to, go to these events, and if you listen to 1053 The Fan, you hear from you know Shippy and KT, and Chris Arnold, and guys like that. And if you go to Mavs games, you obviously have seen Chris Arnold, but he's the guy. On, he's time the guy to something with, to eat. He's got the, time to get something to drink. You got time to get something to eat. You got time to get something to drink. And he was on Mav's uh, Fanatic podcast with us a couple times. But they did they did the, the Fan Phenom, and they did all these events. And they, I think they did six or seven, maybe eight events all over the place, all over DFW. We, I went to a couple of them with a couple of the guys from Seeing Stars. They had 400 applicants, and they picked three finalists. Uh. And your boy was one of the finalists. So Your boy! So we, that's the little... Should we start a, like a hashtag campaign? No. <laughs> we can. Nick Nick to the fan? Or, uh, I don't know, we need a hashtag thing to start. Hire Nick. Nick the fan? Hire... Nick the fan? Nick on the fan. Nick on the fan? I don't know. Hire the man. Throw, throw Nick to the fan. <laughs> like, Nick to the fan. Hire the man. Nick to the fan. Hire the man. So, yeah. So, if, it, if uh, I have an interview this week, I also have my final audition, which is an hour with an on-air host on Saturday. Oh, crap. And They're so, going to ask you, like, 
who's an MLS player. All these Rangers questions. I'm going to be so stumped. I've been doing some research. I've been watching Rangers. I've been reading up. So, and also wanted to give another shout out to the other finalist that I know of is my one of my really good friends, Josh Dak from Seeing Stars podcast. He was also on Mavs Fanatic podcast with us a couple times. So, shout out to him. Really working hard, doing his thing. Made it to one of the finalists. And it was pretty amazing that two of us that went together be, were finalists. So, the other guy, I don't know. His name's Lee Howard. So, if you guys know him. <laughs> don't don't tweet about him. Yeah, don't tweet, tweet about, about Nick. him. <laughs> So, so there you go. This some just some personal news. It was pretty exciting that that happened. I got a call from CBS Radio, and so we'll see what happens. Uh, the podcast will still continue, though. There, this is a non-negotiable thing that I will not stop doing. <laughs> so <laughs> they can't make me stop. Um, but yeah, they can't, they can't make me stop. They can only hope to contain me. <laughs> so there no, you the go. Podcast still going. That's some personal in- news from me, which is pretty exciting. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. And uh, I haven't really told anybody except for this podcast because we really appreciate you guys listening. Now you literally just told thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> I told my family. I told <laughs> some friends. I haven't even told people at Moneyball. I just... <laughs> so they'll probably Before be like, 8 so. o'clock tomorrow morning, I'll get a text from you like a few mornings ago. I'm like, man, we already have like thousands of, of listens before 8 o'clock. <laughs> They're all going to know it's, that. Honestly, those listens are shout out to everybody overseas and international, like not in the continental U.S. So shout out to everybody. Shout out if you're listening in India. Shout out to all you guys. Shout out if I'm you're start, listening. I'm going to learn some different languages for y'all. No, say you're, shout no out. you're not. To say shout, shout out in like some of these other languages. Oh, yeah. Tweet us how to say shout out in different languages. So. Shisha, talk, talk. No, how are you just insulting them? That's shout out. No, it's not. You just made that up. All right. We you don't are, know. We've already gone way too long. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We got a couple of the reviews that say we want more Dirk. So if you want more Dirk, we will do a whole episode just about Dirk Nowitzki. If you leave a comment and a rating on iTunes that says we want more Dirk, give us five stars, say we want more Dirk, and we will do it. We will give you the more Dirk that you ask for. So we have two of them. We need three more to give you the full podcast of only about Dirk from last season and going forward and everything about Dirk. So thanks so much for the guys that already got those in. If you could send more, it'll help us. So thanks so much for doing that. Tweet me at Nick Van Exit. Tweet Isaac at Isaac Harris NBA. And yeah. You got anything you've just finished writing was? I uh, just finished a couple things. I'm not sure when they're going to post though. That's the different thing about being on Moneyball is you're yeah. not in control of who posts your stuff. So Okay. But I just I, I, I wrote that uh, that piece with the comments from Steven Jackson, so that should go up tomorrow. Okay, yeah, check that out. Well, I'm gonna read it. And it has the video from uh, the comments that he made before too. On on the jump. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had a couple smaller ones come out just about uh, had a thing uh, a letter to Gar Foreman from the Bulls saying, "Hey, thank you for his uh, for the Bulls' role in." Allowing Dennis Smith to drop to us at nine. <laughs> Pretty much for believing in Chris Dunn as your future point guard, for giving up on Jimmy Butler, for loving Laurie, Laurie Markinen, For and giving so much for Cameron Payne while he sits on his couch with his dog. <laughs> for not drafting Nilakina so New York could take him. So we have a lot of thanks to give to Gar Foreman for allowing Dennis to get to us. And Yeah, and if you want any update on the, the Barnes wedding stuff and videos on that, I posted a piece about it today, so... Barnes Wedding Watch 2017. 
They were now, now everybody's talking about with Steph's dance. I did just finish a big piece. I'm not really sure when it's going to go up, but I just finished a piece to go on Moneyball soon called uh, NBA Players You Should Sleep On because there's all these players that people say, no, don't sleep on that guy. Don't sleep on that guy. But there has to be players that we should sleep on. So I, I made a whole list. So I basically just made a whole bunch of enemies from different fan bases and different players in the league. Did Was there a, a Maverick on it? There was one Maverick. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Does he make $9 million a year? He did at one point. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We appreciate it. Keep subscribing, listening, and rating and reviewing. Peace out. Boom.